Okay. I'm recording as well. No. Is there a anything? I'll I'll jump us in then. Yeah, I was waiting. And now for some intro music. Hello there, listener. You're uh, you're here with us on the Bits and Pieces podcast. Nevi isn't, sadly. He's uh, moving house, so best of luck, Nevi, with that. Hope that's a smooth transition. Uh, I'm just here with Gav. Gav, say hello. Hello to our lovely listeners. Yeah, I thought you know it's nice. We're just taking it. We're taking a slow gentle start into this as uh i think this will be a briefer podcast uh yeah, and legitimately sure. mean it this time I mean, we've, we've said it before but i we've think lied about it before but this time i think we're more serious than we were. yeah uh because we have less to talk about yeah like we've all been playing similar same, the, some, some, the same stuff nothing particularly new uh, because I think we're about to get into a, a season of lots of new stuff hitting. Can't Silly promise that we'll season. actually play it, but yeah, it is. Is it is it? It is October, and all all the all the AAA games companies are like, "This is it. This is go time." And Between then, now and Christmas is when we get bombarded with new game releases, and somehow expected to keep up with them. Or you just ignore them until they're cheaper. Yeah, I mean, Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out today. That is the the uh, the big one that's come out. Uh, I have actually. I've I've just picked it up. I'm I am quite looking forward to it. I am making a return to the Assassin's Creed series after dropping out after Black Flag. Yeah, I'm in a similar position. I've not played any since Black Flag. I think, uh, hopefully, this is just a fun action RPG. I'm not. I'm kind of done with the whole Assassin's Creed story, but I feel like everyone has been done with the whole like Assassin's yeah. Creed story for mm-hmm. I don't know how many games are there. Seven. I don't know. So I probably couldn't... for about five games by now. No one. I would say. Oh, there's, there's, I think there's more than seven because there's Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Two, and then Brotherhood and Revelations, and then Assassin's Creed Three. So that's five by itself. And there's Assassin's Creed Four, Black Flag, and then there's the, Unity and, and Ro- Syndicate and Rogue. And I, I wouldn't count that as a mainline one, I guess. If we're true, just counting I guess because okay, there's also like the the PSP or the the, the mobile one, true, true, the Vita ones, and um, so yeah, and then there are a lot. Did I get to Unit? Yeah, Unity Syndicate, Origins. This is number ten, the tenth mainline game, I think. Unless I just, it's unless been I just, a, it's been a long, a long journey getting here. Uh, an Odyssey, if Odyssey. you will. An Odyssey. Yep. Uh, but I quite like the look of it. it just looks like a, an action sort of a pretty fun action RPG in a in a pretty cool setting. Yeah. Um. I saw a video. A Jim Sterling posted a video on Twitter earlier, and I watched it on my phone on the bus, um, of himself scaling the giant stony dick of an enormous statue. And the character comments on it that you have uh, scaled the wang. (laughs) What a game. I mean, I think that's mostly what the, uh, the ancient world was. It was just, you know, big stony wangs. Like stony wangs. Yep. Uh, so, are you, have you played any of it yet? Uh, no, I am. No. Uh, I have clicked install on Steam, and I'm watching ah, the okay. very large file size. Uh, How big is it, this one? Well, it's, you know, it's sort of, I think it's about 40, 40 gig yeah, downloads. Yeah, pretty normal, pretty uh, normal. Which is, at this kind of point, kind of normal. It's not 105 gigs, if you're... Uh, 105 gigabytes. Uh Red Dead Redemption, a Red Dead two, Redemption two fan, and you're just pushing the boat out. Pushing the boat. I hear you're leaving Look, Hard Drive a... Town 
and send him off to Disc Full Island. I've heard rumors that it's because uh, me and a friend were having a conversation about this. Like, will they pull the annoying thing of having you download the additional files? But I've heard a rumor that it's coming on two Blu-rays uh, for for uh, the console releases. Of course, yeah. I keep I had somehow managed to trick myself into thinking that it was coming on PC, despite having acknowledged my sadness about its absence from PC. I know you were before, just minutes before we started the podcast, lamenting it before. But yeah, no, not yet. Um, it is quite ridiculous. the The only game we could come up with in of similar size is uh, the PC version of Final Fantasy Fifteen, which is somewhere. I think it's just it's either just sub a hundred or so, but. That's because it, it does include all the DLC, and there's like four story DLCs and a multiplayer DLC, and they they they're like an extra forty gigs between them. But yeah, it's a it's a big game, a hundred gigabytes. My I've only got a five hundred gig PS4. Where am I supposed to keep that? Makes me remember back to the three sixty days where you get like a I remember Battlefield Three had had a whole second disc just just for textures. Oh yeah, you got some. You got some good stuff because uh, the three sixty only had DVDs. Like um, uh, we were speaking about it the other the other. Uh, well, the, 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 the Halos often had uh, you know like the second disc for multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, you had to install the multiplayer disc. But maybe yeah. it, it would always be a nice thing as a way of kind of you know like uh, an interlude for the storyline. So I guess when you I mean in Red Dead Redemption, there's the kind of the halfway point of the game. Or, I guess, end of the first act where you, you cross the river into Mexico. <laughs> but, you know, maybe just, you know, emphasize it a little more, you know. That was I, the end of act one. Uh, change disc. I imagine it'll have just a... You'll just have to install it at the start. Because, yeah, that's, that's probably true. Because, yeah. unfortunately, I think the thing is, the reason why we all have to install games on consoles now is because while Blu-rays are very large, they are not very fast. And so... Uh, require basically all the assets to be installed onto the, the thing first because it can't um, uh, read them in real time or it would cause performance problems. But yeah, it's a uh, yeah two two Blu-rays. I remember thinking like I can't believe that the PlayStation has sixty. Like what I can't remember is it what what's the actual number for a dual layer Blu-ray? It's close to sixty gigs, right? Something so like that. I've I've never like so no, despite Blu-rays having superseded DVDs a long time ago, I still feel like. Just never, never, had never used them. Yeah, well, I have a couple of films on Blu-ray and games, obviously, but yeah, they've never really replaced it in my life. I just remember it is a bit of a, a trip down nostalgia lane, though, right? Because I remember oh, there's a few games I own that come on like a hundred different discs. I remember Jedi Knight, Jet Three, Jedi Academy for the PC. Oh, yeah, it uh, it was pre DVD, so it came on like five CDs. Oh god, yeah, actually, um uh so did Knights of the Old Republic. I think that it was would, a, yeah. I think Knights of the Old Republic was a five disker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's like if I I feel like I was going into my Steam library now. That is not a big game. It's like No. It's like I don't even think it's more than ten gig. No, it wouldn't be because I mean CDs are only seven hundred megs. So yeah. you couldn't get a lot on there. And then there was I guess, it's, the, I guess it's like not even five gig. The original um, World of Warcraft install as well. Fucking nightmare. I think that was. I can't even remember. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember if it was on CDs and there was tons of them, or if it was actually on DVDs. But just the game was huge. So uh, yeah, there was, there was. I can't even remember how many discs there were for World of Warcraft when I bought it in like 2005. But a lot. Well, it was the uh, it was the joy of that like that like the not quite no it wasn't cardboard packaging but the like paper disc box and then it would like <laughs> you'd like fan it out and you'd be like oh yeah and there'd be like three discs plastic bits and they'd like right. rattle a little bit and you'd have the the little the insert for the manual yeah no I imagine back when games actually had manuals as well I mean now we're going back to having tons of discs but they they won't give me my paper that explains how to control a video game again. 
Ah, uh, depressing. Anyway, what were we on? Uh, Red Dead. Uh, Red Dead. Yeah, Red Dead. Two. Obviously, took a, I... a delicious trip for mid noughties nostalgia. Yeah, I will. I will probably get Red Dead. Um, probably. I have like a week booked off. Um, you see, whether or not. Uh, you see, I, I have a bit of a conundrum because obviously. Uh, I'll speak about this later, but Soul Calibur Six is coming out on the nineteenth of this month, and about five or six days later, Red Dead comes out. So I don't really know how to divide my time among the two games. Um, but um, you pick up Soul Calibur and you put it down, and then you install Red Dead. Uh, I mean, that's a fair point, but. You see, it's a fighting game, so I have to... Uh, the, the more I play at the very beginning, the further ahead of the curve I will be. You've been you've been really diving into fighting games this year. Like, have you, I mean, maybe it's something I've only noticed recently, but like, have you always quite enjoyed fighting games? Because I feel like you've been, you've, been, you've been doing a lot of Tekken. No, it's been... I, it's actually, um, for any consistent listeners, they'll remember in the New Year's Eve podcast... I mentioned that it was a, a, a mission of mine to try and get into fighting games in uh, Anno 2018. And yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah like, I've been I playing thought, a lot like, of Tekken. I had that feeling. It was just like, I can't remember. I was not previously a, a fighting game head, and I'm still shit. But, you know, I'm trying. And, I don't know. Uh, it's just in particular, like... I have mean, you done the... Have you, have you gone to any, like local events have you done the whole kind of fighting game meetup i have not it's something that's been on my on my agenda i've been meaning actually i was thinking this weekend i might message them because there is a local event near me um but from their page i get the impression that it's mostly street fighter um so i i might you know like pop them a facebook message or something and ask if they have any uh any uh tekken players just because i i don't play street fighter i actually own street fighter 5 but um I've not really played much of it. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you don't, I guess, you don't want to offend them. You don't want to start something. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, don't want to do crowd. that. I don't want to. But I, I guess, if you, I guess, if you you do get into a fight with the Street Fighter crowd, you just kind of sidestep, and there's not a huge <laughs> amount you can do. <laughs> exactly, they'll just uh, throw fireballs in a straight line, and they'll just yeah, they haven't figured out what the, you're uh, do? Fighting the third, multiple planes. The third dimension is a is a mystery to them. And <laughs> I mean, that, that was something that actually did in Tekken Seven. Was uh, they have Akuma from Street Fighter. In there, um, the uh, the demon guy. Ah, uh, so I, I keep. I was thinking of Kuma the bear. The bear. Obviously, obviously, they have Kuma the bear in there as, as Kuma and Akuma. I mean, uh, it's one of those things where I think they changed his name in the uh, the English version of the game. Like, like I think Akuma is uh, known as Goki in the Japanese version, but they decided to change it to a different Japanese word for some reason uh, for the English release. Uh, of Street Fighter, but anyway, yeah, not tremendously. Is, uh, is it in the lore? Is um, Akuma's brother Matata? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the guy from Lion King, Mister mm-hmm. Matata, throws fireballs as well. Uh, <laughs> God, I can't watch derailed us so, with that awful joke. That was Soul uh, Calibur Six. Right How are you feeling yeah. about that? Yeah. Okay. So as I mentioned it. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Soul Calibur, right? I think the thing is, in I feel like when just about everyone of kind of our age was kids in in the UK anyway, and I, I think to a degree across the globe, for some reason, like uh, the 3D fighting games were, you know, they were seen as more accessible, and I think more of us played them. Because I think a lot of kids played like Tekken Three on the PS One or any of the Tekkens on the PS Two. Yeah, I played played some of the early Tekkens on the on the PS Two. Like those like hazy memories of playing it for like five minutes at various people's houses. <laughs> exactly. Just uh, it's all fun and games until someone picks a bear. But yeah, uh, like, and I feel like Soul Calibur is part of that as well because I know that me and a few of my friends have memories of. Playing Soul Calibur around our mates' houses, and uh, yeah, I remember playing the. Uh, I guess a bit later than PS2 era, but the the one that had uh, uh, Yoda and Darth Vader. That would uh, that was PS3. That was Soul Calibur four. Yeah, that was Yoda and Darth Vader town. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, that was like two thousand. 
don't know, 2007, 2008 or something, so like a decade ago anyway. <laughs> but yeah, like Soul Calibur 3 was the one that I remember playing with a friend of mine. You know, you had uh, all your classics. You had Lizard Man, uh, Cervantes the Pirate, all these characters. And just because I never really got into fighting games until now, I hadn't really, you know, picked it up again. But since they're releasing a new one uh, featuring Jerry from the, the Witcher series, um, uh, yeah. they I just thought I'd try and get into it, especially since I'm already into tech and it's made by the same company. It doesn't, like, it, it's a very different game, but shares a lot of the same, like, fundamentals. And... Uh, there was a network test uh, last weekend. I missed most of it because I was uh, I was out of town. I was down seeing a friend for my, his birthday, and uh, I only got to play a, a few hours on the test. But it was it was a blast. Even though, as a network test, I'd say it's a bit shaky because I couldn't get any matches unless I set the connection setting to all and the region to all. At which point, obviously, I was getting um, some slightly questionable connections with people all across the globe. <laughs> but you know uh, is that the because when once you get lag um, I could, this could be, be just, trying, just scrabbling for fighting games because that's where you get lag and then you end up with is, is that something to do with frame advantage because you like your uh, kind of yeah there's it like slows down because everything has to be the, uh, the it, same there are different uh, different varieties of a uh, netcode and some of them uh basically yeah they'll like introduce artificial delay to even it out and they usually measure that delay in frames um i think that's the kind of like guilty gear and stuff use i'm not sure what the type exactly that tekken uses um but it, te- it tends to be if it desyncs it'll stutter and just hang until uh it's ready to go again basically and uh, I actually experienced not that much like visible lag during the beta, but uh, I guess like for the the finer points, it probably wasn't as good because a lot of the time you get uh, some situations where you need to respond quite quickly to something, and obviously if there's a significant delay, that's not going to happen. But yeah, I mean, uh, frame advantage is kind of a different thing. Yeah, I was just kind of scrabbling for. But yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's true. They do, uh, they do measure the the input delay and stuff in in frames. For some reason, Japanese games are usually a bit worse at dealing with networking. I think because they're like, uh, you know, designed for the arcades and then shifted onto consoles. Because um, people always go off on the. Uh, I think it's now on PC, Killer Instinct, that it had really good netcode and you could play flawlessly with a whole ton of people. Um, but that's probably because it was designed to be played almost exclusively online. Okay. So, yeah, you get some some interesting stuff. I mean, could could do like a, a fighting game crash course podcast maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. I feel like cause like fighting games, it's 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 it, like it feels like they are the thing that needs such dedication because it feels like there are the people that are just good at fighting games and they seem to be. Like they pick up one, and then they seem to be basically pretty competent at most of them. Yeah, well, that's a sw- sweeping generalization. So, like, from the perspective of when you're like you're, you're shit at fighting games and you don't play them, it feels like there's that there's that whole other thing. And yeah, there is like see, like I attended a fighting game. Well, it was a it was a Smash Brothers meetup, so I've probably immediately offended most fighting game players by. That that depends. I mean, well, I guess like Smash is a game in which yeah. you fight, but some people get yeah. upset about it. <laughs> well, because because like Evo is the big the big fighting game tournament. It is right? the big and, one. And, and, uh, Smash has a big presence there. It does. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I went to I went to a yeah Smash meetup and got some very odd looks because I was playing with a Wii nunchuck and Wii Mote. <laughs> Uh, in a sea of GameCube controllers. In a sea of GameCube controllers, uh, a lot. You know, they were all very nice. A lot of them actually had spare GameCube controllers. Well, I've got a GameCube controller, and I was like, "No, I I prefer this." I'm a master of the nunchuck. <laughs> and they were like, "Right, right. Uh, give me give me a weird look." How did you do? Um, I felt like I did all right. Um, 
I know that these people was you say we nunchucks. So what was this in Brawl era? Uh, no, uh, the uh, is it Ultimate? No, Ultimate. One the for current, Wii U. Current, the Wii U. Yeah. One. Uh, Brawl LA. It's just called Smash for Wii U, so people just call it Smash that's, Four. That's so it. it doesn't yeah. have like a name, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was for that one. I got. I felt like for the first two games did alright. I feel like I won, managed to win one. You know, sit, sit, sit down. Yeah. Uh, and then, kind of round, round up the evening, getting absolutely thrashed by someone yeah. playing Duck Hunt Duo. <laughs> I was like, my god, that was that was embarrassing. Like, just, A lot of crushed. Uh, and they were like, oh, is that was this your first time here? Well, actually, they just asked if it was my, if it was my first time, and. I hope it. I think. It, I think in my head, I was like, "Oh, they were just asking my first time here," but they, they probably meant, "Is it my first time playing Smash?" <laughs> uh, no. I don't know. Smash players are pretty serious. Like, um, I think the uh, it's kind of considered the whole like um, people call them like platform fighters are kind of their own wee subgenre. Uh, like the way they're played doesn't share a huge amount in common with other fighting games. Yeah, um, I feel like I've seen loads of kind of indie platform fighters for yeah. the switch because it it doesn't have a smash yeah it doesn't have smash uh that's the weird thing is like none of the ones i would have expected to be there have done it yet like i mean i don't think they've not ported uh was it revivals of ether to it i don't think no uh and there's so there's uh is it brawl no brawl out brawl out that's it yeah um, that, i've heard someone told me it was nah uh, I I kind of picked it up because I have like fond memories of playing a ton of Smash, like casually while I was at school. Well, like cash, I guess it would be considered casually, but within a very competitive like micro school meta. Yeah, that's the thing, right? I mean, you know, when you're playing, it's all you're always playing for keeps, even if even if it's uh, not at a high level. <laughs> yeah, if it's you and your friends, blood's on the line. Uh, so yeah, I'm very excited for. Smash Ultimate, which is soon. Yeah, totally. Uh, um, like they're they're quite like to to kind of try and focus on all the other things I'm excited for because they can't play Red Dead. There's there's, like, <laughs> there's a fair few things I'm like so quite things. interested in. Like um, I do like the look of the new uh, Battlefield. Mm-hmm. V five Battlefield five. It's not like on a like an immediate purchase list for me, but. Yeah. It's, I like I I quite like the stuff I've seen, and it's kind of on that sort of. I reckon around uh, around it'll be kind of like January time. Mm. I reckon I'm going to give it a look and be like, I quite like the look of this. Excited yeah. to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the thing. It's like I just you know it's too expensive. Like you, all the games come at the same time. It's just it's yeah. It's like fifty quid, fifty quid. Don't 50 don't quid. have money or time, so it's like pick one play it and then like, exactly. I'll get to the other ones later on because the other one I think there's Smash which I feel like is an exception because it's like I'm not going to be playing Smash most of the time it's it's there to play with friends it, Smash is one of those it's, things where like yeah you'll buy it and depending on obviously how serious you are into the game yeah you'll have it for a long time and play it kind of intermittently probably like Mario Kart yeah yeah exactly because uh, yeah the other thing is um I'm interested by the new just like just cause, yeah. Just because they're like, I have I really enjoyed like, loved too. I played the demo of the very first just cause game. That was fine. Yeah. Uh, just cause three demo. was just more was more of the same, with some improvements mm-hmm. and still just a very fun, like just sandbox to piss about in. Like the story is a bit blah. There's some like. A couple of technical things, a lot of things that like get a bit tedious, but mm. the kind of fundamentals of it are just so fun to muck about with that each iteration is kind of like, oh, I wonder if they'll maybe this time will be the thing, like they add a kind of a thing which kind of elevates it, makes it kind of a radical change. Like I'm not like, yeah, so it's, it's always exciting to see the next entry because there's like, because uh, each one has had like a fun new toy. Yeah, there's like I think there's a lot of potential under there for Just Cause. So I think yeah, I think so. Just Cause Four is so the their new thing is that there's basically like extreme weather systems now. Oh, cool! So you'll be wingsuiting about and then just like attacking a base, and then a tornado shows up. 
nice. starts picking everything up. Because they they started getting really in depth, like because Just Cause Three added a lot of cool stuff, like the they advanced what you could tether, so you could then you could properly connect things, which was great. And then the DLC added basically just turned you into Iron Man. Yeah, because <laughs> by the end of it, you could just you could straight up fly because they added a jetpack to your wingsuit. <laughs> uh, and it felt great because we like we like by get it's this weird thing of like. The map is the thing I'd like to see improve a little bit because you end up with all these incredible toys that mm-hmm. make you into this kind of action god, but then often it's the the map can be a little unexciting as a place to play with all those toys. Yeah, it's a a sandbox in the most literal sense where it can feel pretty featureless a lot of the time. Yeah, or like quite similar because it, it's yeah, it's a very like you you experience the world on such a macro scale because it's like it's not sort of like mm-hmm. GTA or fly around. Like, yeah, like where you're like you're kind of you've got like you appreciate the small areas of it. It's just like oh, I need to get to the other side of the map. Rocket boost away, and you just like fly over the map. Yeah, you're away. Uh, and so you and like and this even the space that you're playing in is, is huge because like. It's not oh I've you know I've got to run between cover within this kind of you know ten meter square. It's like oh, I'm I'm having a fight that's you know I'm I'm spider manning hundreds of meters across a <laughs> so the, the the scale of just cause is always it's always great fun. Yeah, it is. Uh, but I know what you mean. We discussed this before on the podcast about its kind of issues with keeping the game interesting up close. Yeah. yeah so I think like another cool. entry, it's like. It's yeah. You know, it's it'll it's it, it'll be fun to see what you know if if they what new features they add. It's a new chance. It's a chance to kind of give it another stab. Yeah, because like at, at the very worst, it, it'll it'll just be more more of the same that you yeah. like anyway. So it's quite like anyway. What so what what else is coming out? Because I uh, forget. Obviously, there's Black Ops, the new Call of Call of Duty new, game, new that's... Call of Duty, uh, which I feel like they've like. Don't like I. I've got absolutely no interest, but I have a sneaking suspicion this is going to be like a very successful Call of Duty. It, I think the in terms of like Call of Duty success that is always being, I reckon this yeah. is going to be a, a big one. The I think that the battle royale mode is going to be huge on it. Um, because here's the thing: I again, I don't care about Call of Duty. In fact, it is. I would say that it is when I've played it in my life, it has been actively harmful to my health playing that video game online. Uh <laughs> yeah. When I was a child I was a bit of the a bit of a rager and uh not not good. But, you know, it offered its enjoyment. But anyway, yeah. The weirdly enough, even though the you know the Battle Royale market is hugely oversaturated and everything, just like looking at their mode, like I I'm vaguely like tempted if I got the game cheap enough, which will never happen because Activision games never go on deep discount. Yeah, it's but, incredible. Like you, the Call of Duty One, a game I love and constantly want to be like, oh, I want to replay that. Yeah, one of those games and that you would like better. grab for a fiver if it went that deep. But on Steam, it's still like it's still it, twenty quid or something. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, oh, discount fifty percent off. Get it for a tanner. Like, fuck, fuck off. Anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, just vaguely like looking at the battle royale mode, it kind of tempts me because I'm not gonna lie. I think everyone thinks this. It looks a lot like uh, Battlegrounds. Like hugely, um, it's pretty shameless that it's basically a, a bit of a crib of it, but that kind of tempts me because well, what, it, it, what if Battlegrounds all... was you know polished and had good mechanics behind it? <laughs> yeah, like it has all of that that like the Call of Duty gloss. Yeah, like the gunplay looks, I mean, a bit better, or at least I mean, obviously it's COD, so there's bits about it that I don't think I particularly like. That all the assault rifles are laser guns, and the yeah. the sniper rifles can be you know used in close quarters and so on. But you know it it does kind of look vaguely tempting for that reason. But yeah, it's not not high on my list. Although well, I, I guess I, it's the it's the first like I guess this season will be the first wave of, and it's exciting to see the first wave of like AAA games that are going. Here is our our take on. Corporate battle royale. battle royale, yeah, like EA and Activision. But that's just wait. Are EA, are EA doing it? Have EA got like, one? Ubisoft. Wait. Uh, yeah, EA do. Yeah, um, EA, EA, EA have Battlefield. Yeah, Battlefield. Do Ubisoft have one? I mean, do they have a battle royale coming up? 
Who knows? No. When's I'm surprised that why is there no uh, Assassin's Creed Battle Royale? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, uh, well, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll end up with uh, like a Rainbow Six Battle Rainbow Royale. Six, yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, anything else? Anything else cool coming up in this uh, this landslide? Uh... Oh, on second thought, who cares about new games? Because speaking, I'm looking at the notes. Speaking of battle royales and battlegrounds, you have been playing uh, totally accurate battlegrounds. I have, yeah. I've been playing like I played a bit of that, and I played uh, the other tab game, totally accurate battle simulator. Oh right, yeah. Uh, and it's weird. So they're like, so there's they're both from a developer called Landfall Games, who also made uh, Cluster Truck. Oh right, those and guys are good. I like them. Yeah, like it's it's amazing. It's like the games are all quite. They're sort of visually similar. They're kind of these kind of sort of pastel polygons, and the the people are kind of morph people. Uh, and to look at it looks. Like I kind of like the look of it, but like at first glance, there's it's almost a kind of. You look at it, and it looks a little bit like a. Almost like kind of like, like an asset flip game because there's so many like sort of crap looking <laughs> games. Yeah, and, I know what you mean. But there, but but there actually no, there, like there is love there, and it is it is it kind of they look they look quite quirky. Uh, it's just lots of kind of morph people with kind of googly eyes stuck on is their kind of aesthetic, and. I remember sort of like I think for the last I guess couple of I think about two years now. So uh, Totally Accurate Battle Simulator has been in it's it's in development currently, but there mm. is a uh, but you can currently download the alphas uh, for free from their from their website. So I was trying that out because it had always been a game that I was kind of been aware of because it it's that like it's a it's a sort of YouTube clickbait YouTube video game. game, yeah. It's the who would win a thousand samurai versus one million men with chickens. You see, there's another game that's like that, um, but worse. Because I remember, what is it? Is it Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator? Yeah. And like, it just it, looks like, like an... Two. Yeah, I get them mixed up. But I remember seeing some stuff from uh, Tabs and basically uh, Webs. As I will call it, looks a bit like a, an an off brand, uh, everyday value version. Of yeah, it. and I'm not really sure which came out, but it's basically like you kind of just gloss, you kind it's always just there in the background. These kind of videos. Yeah, like, yeah. Here's a crazy fight. Uh, I'm going to commentate about it. Jesus it, versus three thousand rhinos. Yeah, and like you see, and you see it in like there are loads of Total War videos where it's like. Yeah, yeah. yeah a thousand. This versus you know ten that yeah uh, and like all these sort of crazy titles, uh, but then I kind of like so I had it, but I've been having a go at the alpha, and so tabs totally like a battle simulator. It's just really fun. Hmm. Like you don't like it's incredibly simple. Basically, you get given a certain amount of money to spend, and then you just. Uh, on like a little uh, puzzle, so it shows you a map. It shows the yeah. enemies. Uh, it says you've got two thousand credits to spend, and it gives you a whole a whole range of little uh, sort of soldiers to buy. Who are these little morph men from like? Uh, so you know you get one that all it has is a shield, or it's an archer, or it's a samurai, or it's a holding a pitchfork, or it's just it's just unarmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you you know you click them in your half of the map, and then you press start, uh, and you 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 kind of watch the battle unfold. Oh yeah, actually, I think I might have played it because the, the like its defining feature is that as opposed to like uh, the other one, which is just like hordes of badly animated things like kind of whacking off each other. Is that it's a it's a goofy physics based game, isn't it? This yeah, one? and so everyone can like bobbles around everyone like <laughs> sort of like bounces around and like waves their swords and and it's all like physics based so, like your catapult like hurls a rock and it'll just like 
knock away people like pins and they'll just kind of careen all over the place. <laughs> and it is just immensely enjoyable to watch while also being semi like have it like there's just just enough satisfaction and the feeling that we're like oh yeah my tactical plan is playing out <laughs> and like in, it, in and it, it's, it's not it's not it's not it, like it's it is still quite random but there's yeah. like just enough of that sense of strategy mm-hmm. in the loosest sense it's just enough to yeah, make it feel yeah. like yeah i did that and and while it is also then you can also just experiment with crazy things and and have fun with that but each and so every level is just a new little little combat puzzle that it's fun nice. to solve and so it's like oh i've got to take on 10 big you know vikings with two-handed axes in bear skins that are <laughs> six foot taller than everyone else and a horde of regular sized vikings i wonder what will take what that out well it turns out it's t- three men on exploding barrels and 30 napoleonic musketmen nice nice uh and yeah it's it's just like you can tell that they like the developers there's a lot of kind of love going to the game because yeah this year i think we mentioned it already that they released tab g as an april fool's project yeah which is a which is a battle awesome. game no. and it, it is great like it, it's really fun and it has this, and just like the physicsy stuff of it works really well yeah like incredibly well for a game that they they sort of they just sort of turned out as an April Fool's, <laughs> and like it has like it's just fun to play around with the weapons that in the little testing ground and just sort of mess about. Um, and the I recommend you f- follow the one of the developers on Twitter uh, on on Twitter because they just really constantly I completely forgot his name, Nyland. I think his second name is Nyland. The name has managed to completely, yeah. completely evade me this time. But uh, they're constantly posting kind of little little gifs and videos of, uh, I, I guess, soldiers that they're either just putting into uh, to a battle simulator for fun or just testing out while they develop it. <laughs> uh, and it's just it's it's just so much fun to watch. And so, like you know, you'll have it'll be like here's a an assassin that will teleport behind their victim. And like stab them, or it's a a soldier with a shield, but then there's a fan on the shield that blows enemies away. Yeah, uh, nice. And so it's incredibly silly, but interesting. Like, yeah, just great. funny to watch. And so I think, like, yeah, I mean, I mean, so yeah, I'm looking forward to the kind of the full game of that whenever it comes out because I think Landfall Games uh, they're secretly all geniuses. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll definitely. I'll put it on my my two playlist. Play but yeah, no. The, yeah. So the uh, totally accurate battle simulator is just free. You can go and, like. There's a whole various listed little alphas that they've released uh, that you can test out. Um, ahead of whenever it actually comes out. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, like I guess the other thing I tried was new new-ish game was uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4 on the Switch. Okay, cool. You see, you mentioned it before the podcast, and I didn't know if you meant that you had played, uh, like, you know, um, the old, like, the first one, or the the new one. Because there's a demo for it, right? Yeah, so I, I basically just grabbed the demo, because I think Nevi had recommended it, uh, because my... You know, experience with largely Japanese games exists with basically struggling at Monster Hunter, and that's about it. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, I guess I'd describe Valkyria Chronicles as sort of it's it's a sort of squad tactics game, uh, sort of Band of Brothers by way of a sort of soap opera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that you know, like it's. Weird, like it's, it's, it, I was playing it, I was like, okay, so they're very clearly making lots of references to uh, either the real life, the, you know, the the story of Easy Company from the, the 101st. Mm-hmm. Were they five? 
Were they for the second? I think they were 101st. I don't, I, I'm pretty sure they were 101st. You're right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were. Because, yeah, and then, so and in Dark Hero not... Chronicles, it's Squad E from the 101st Brigade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they, and they're like these tiny references, uh, but it, in, but it's in a kind of generic World War Two style it's like a, conflict. It's like a, it's like a weird mix of like World War Two and World War One, isn't it? Uh, and it seems like, like the whole, uh, the whole of the UK, or what is the British Isles, is just Scotland. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh, alternate history, isn't it? Yeah, where everything like had gone were, right. You're, cause you're in the Edinburgh Army. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if uh, let's just say if if 1745 had gone differently, if Bonnie Prince Charlie had won, this is how it might have gone: taken over, taken over, just uh, scoosh oh. up. This, this is what would have happened if uh, if Mary <laughs> Queen of Scots wasn't killed. Okay, <laughs> this is what would have happened. World War Two would have been different. <laughs> <laughs> No, this just is, this is just a hundred years post the uh, the, the uh, if yes had passed for the Scottish <laughs> independence vote. Well, launched a hostile invasion of the rest of the UK, took it over, <laughs> and then got to war with Germany again. Yeah, so you've got so you're part of the the Federation uh, fighting against the I think it's called the Empire. Yeah, I can't remember what their actual name is. Uh, In the first. It does call them fascists, I think. Okay, right, cool. Because I think in the first game it's the the same kind of idea, but I think in the first game, like you play as kind of a like rather than I think part of the federation itself, you play as like anime Switzerland almost, someone like that, like basically a neutral <laughs> who's kind of stuck in between but gets invaded, and uh, I think they're kind of. I think they end up making like an alliance with the Federation because obviously it's that or get blown up by the the magic anime Germans. Yeah, like it. I think I'm guessing that there's quite a lot of story I don't know because like the game starts and you're well, kind like I guess your sort of standing character is the commander of the unit, who everyone's like seems to think is a coward. But right. I, I, uh, I don't. I don't know because I think. I think it's a new and a whole new uh, set of characters. Okay. Because yeah, I, I guess. I guess. Well, that, that that's just then set yeah, up, just and you're kind of going to find out why. Because the, uh, the story progresses. Because instead of everyone, see, everyone seems to be like sort of childhood friends, and then like a new soldier shows up, and it's like, oh, but you already seem to know them socially mm-hmm. and have had a childhood together. Because the the first. The first game obviously came out on main consoles, and then two and three were PSP games. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's like I've n- I've not played either two or three. Obviously, I think three never came out outside of Japan, but I could be wrong. Um, and then obviously they've put this one, this one out, and then there was one like last year which was not good. It was like a weird spin-off. Yeah, because I guess like so the style of it is. Uh, yeah, it's a school tactics game. You like, you, you're on like a little map of the area, and then you have a certain number of actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with each action, you select a soldier, and then it gives you sort of real time control of that soldier. Yeah, and so and you control them point directly, kick, kick down and then, while you move them. Yeah, so you you you're in direct control of their movement, and then you go oh, actually. And now I would like to perform an attack, uh, and then it like stops, and you kind of aim, and it gives you. Not quite a percentage chance, but it's sort of... Yeah, there's a bit of a spread, but you can kind of aim it. You kind of aim, and then you fire, and each soldier can perform one attack per action. Yeah. And it's weird, because it does seem to... It sort of blends real-time stuff, real-time with the kind of turn-based element in quite an interesting way, because the... Because soldiers that aren't at, like... That aren't taking their turn can still fire... So you yeah. have these weird moments where you're in direct control of a soldier and you get within range of a soldier you're trying to attack and they'll start firing at your soldier just yeah. like passively. It's like it's a bit like uh in XCOM, you know, you set people have like the Overwatch setting, except that's always on for everyone yeah, whose turn it on. isn't. So like any time a soldier gets within range of your soldiers, your soldiers just fire at them. Yeah. And so it's this weird thing of like you run into range and you've got to try and like get to cover because there are only very specific things you can take cover behind. Yeah. And you have to like, press the button and you like take cover. 
And so you can still be you can be taking a turn, but taking damage. Mm-hmm. So it's really odd. So you have, and then you have and then they're shooting at like your soldier. So then you have to do the whole sort of turn based aim and shoot thing. But then once the turn ends, they stop shooting that soldier. I think. Yeah, it's a bit. It can be a bit weird one until you get used to it. Just because. Yeah, it's, it's like, like is it happening in real time? But it kind of turns kind of kind of. Uh, yeah. Like I, I think, uh, I think the best way to think of it is a bit like um, uh, World War Two anime super hot, where you know time only moves when you move. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's fun. So you and you have a certain number of actions each turn, and you can give keep doing. You can spend all those actions on one soldier, so they just move six times and attack yeah. six times. But if I think I'm... each time, the more times you activate a soldier in a turn. Yeah, the, the smaller their action bar gets. The sort of less they can do, so they get tired. So the second action, mm-hmm. well, they can't move as far. And decreasing less. Uh, and the other fun thing is everyone gets sort of these, like, random traits. So it's like... Yeah, the weak, like, what is it? Potentials or something. The weak, quirky yeah. debuffs or buffs, depending. Uh, and so they're, like, sort of personality traits. So it's like, a me- I had a medic that couldn't... That I think had a conservationist trait... And it didn't allow them to use health packs on themselves. All right. I think we. Uh, I think we've talked about Valkyria yeah. Chronicles before. This this rings a bell. This whole. Thing. Now, I think I think Nevi did a quiz on it. <laughs> Nevi Nevi did. I think um, do a quiz on it, and we had to guess uh, which of the traits were true. Yeah, that's excellent. <laughs> won't, won't dwell too long on it then. Yeah. Uh, well, you know. The, but no, the, I, I quite enjoyed it. I. I it's cool. It might get it on the Switch. I think play the full thing in the future. It's it's not quite as um. It's kind of hard to describe. It's not like as I would say maybe tactically rich as a lot of uh like you know proper either you know the West the Japanese like tactical RPGs or like you know your classical Western ones you know your XCOM and everything. But I think its gimmick is you know the way it kind of blends it is strong enough. That it carries it, like yeah, uh, it gets, I mean, it's got a little bit of everything. Like it seems like there's there's a whole research element. You're out, you're like you're equipping your troops with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like new weapons and kit and stuff. But then they've also got all your troops kind of have personality, and you know, like they bond with each other. And like if if uh, one of your soldiers like sh- like performs attack action nearby, other friendly soldiers. If they have a high enough bond, then they kind of all shoot together and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the story, and the story seems to be very kind of melodramatic. Oh, it is a bit, yeah. Sort of soap opera stuff. It kind of, it kind of skirts the line. Obviously, it's like, uh, you know, part horrors of war, part uh, like a bit. Uh, there's a wee bit of you know, kind of tropey anime stuff in there, and it kind of, yeah, I think it kind of blends that together by being a bit melodramatic and kind of playing it off that way like uh i think if if it didn't have a sense of uh you know heightened reality maybe it would feel a bit goofy i mean it does feel a bit goofy but yeah you know what i mean it would feel a bit uh disjointed not that it doesn't feel a little disjointed you know when uh i remember in the first game i think her name was alicia or something she was like the main character you know the main uh yeah. you know the, the uh, like the main commander guy's friend and like whenever whenever she shot someone, she would like turn to the camera and like make a wee a wee goofy pose. And it was like he just killed someone. <laughs> that man's dead. He's never he's never going back to see his Fraulein again. Well, yeah, because I think it's in um, what's it, American Sniper, where like Bradley Cooper's kind of picking off Taliban and then doing the anime heart symbol in, <laughs> after each kill. I remember that bit. Yeah, yeah. that was a, that was a good bit. That's why that's why he was nominated for that Oscar. Yeah, he had to work on the Sailor Moon poses for quite a while, I think. <laughs> they, they struggled fitting him into the dress. Um, Moving swiftly on. That's reminding me, though. Uh, there's a little exciting bit of uh, of XCOM news. They mm-hmm. are... Uh, I think it's like the two-year anniversary of XCOM 2, and they are releasing a kind of whole, a whole bunch of uh, sort of free DLC. Oh, cool. So it's free if you have War of the Chosen. Uh, but it's what's fun is it's all, it's a whole of like 
little mini mini story scenarios uh, that that kind of connect XCOM one to XCOM two, and so you right. get to go on missions as um, as Bradford, the man in the tactical turtleneck. Well, not really turtleneck. It's like a tactical jersey. Yeah, big old big old green jersey. So it's kind of going to connect it from you know XCOM one where you were trying to desperately kind of fend off the invasion to XCOM two where the invasion had succeeded. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like it's all the missions that are like them sort of setting everything up ahead of their the rescue mission to go and rescue the commander. Yeah. Okay, that it. sounds cool. I never got XCOM 2. It's been on kind of a, a list for me for a long time. But I never uh, like played all the way through the first one, so... Yeah, like it, well, I, think, like, I played so much the first one, and it took me a long time before I like finished the campaign proper. Yeah, because it takes some doing, I think. If you're, yeah, it was if very you're to get a tactically get inexperienced. And put it down. But I think it's a game that you can still get so much out of, even if you never kind of. Yeah, yeah, because it's enjoyable. So it is a fun game. Also, I hate it because you know there's only so many ninety-five percent chance shots my sniper can miss before I conclude he's actually got a problem of some kind. Yeah, like it's. I think it's one of those things where sometimes it's like it's that thing of like sometimes if you want to finish it, it's okay to just save scum. (laughs) Yeah. Essential moments. My my like, problem, right, is that whenever I play one of these games, I go to start it and I can see the Iron Man mode button, and it's like, it's challenging me. It's saying to me, "You're a coward if you don't take it," and so I take it, and then I get completely fucked up, and I'm like, I'm not playing this game again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I think I did that for a good. I know I don't think I'm not sure I would take to Iron Man, but like, just didn't was very strict with myself for a lot of like uh, several of the first campaigns I played. Uh, I would need I would need to take Iron Man or I would save Scum. Like uh, there's no no questioning it. Well it was it was cuz like the first sort of four or five campaigns I played like I sort of got XCOM very late having heard about it for like for ages and then suddenly discovered it and I was like this game is incredible and it was in like first year of uni and so it just meant that It'd be a campaign would just be, you know, like start start early evening, and then you know, and then sort of crash out of the campaign at about four a.m. Yeah, like, as oh you god, do. it's all gone to shit. And that god, was, Jesus Christ, I've got a lecture uh, at nine a.m. Yeah, like I think I, well, I played. I think I played the first two campaigns for just like sort of overnight sessions, just with my with a flatmate at the time. Yeah, or we just literally just hot seating. That's cool. That was good fun. There you go. Games are social sometimes. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm just like yeah, the, the sounds... team that work on XCOM seem like that's cool. Maybe they're people. maybe they're gearing up to something else, a new XCOM or something. Yeah, well, they they sort of, they, they they tease the next one at the end of end of XCOM two. So uh, I don't think this will be the last last of them yet. And so, um, speaking of uh, tactical tactics and stuff, and we mentioned the game earlier, uh, Total War. Yes. They, there's another expansion coming out for Total War Warhammer 2 and I think it is a bit of the game that was really needing some personality uh, it's the Vampire Coast isn't it yeah so this is probably the the coolest trailer the trailer was really that good they have done for for the for their Total War series I mean I fucking or, love or any Pirates Total War game. I like, love Pirates so I'm yeah, biased but, but... <laughs> Well, I think they're just so they're just fun. So the new, so the new, the new faction are uh, a, a spin off of the yeah vampires. It's a vampire that goes off and ends up as a pirate, and so comes back and is leading a horde of zombie pirates. So imagine the fact the faction is base is kind of a cross of the the zombies from Pirates of the Caribbean with the sea pirates that Davy Jones leads. So you, you, you've got zombie, you've got pirate zombies carrying cannons. You've got a giant hermit crab with a, a, uh, a broken pirate ship for its shell. You've got... Uh, you seem to have of, ambulatory ships. Yeah, sort of ship automata. <laughs> that kind of, like, these kind of hul- like hulking humanoid things made from kind of 
sea detritus and wrecked ships with cannons for arms and kind of and uh you got yeah giant lobsters it just looks amazing and it's it all kind of pirate amazing. themed and there are sea shanties in the background yeah the music was really good as well like and it's like, such a good trailer yeah like i like the the total series has been so much fun because all like the, the best thing about it has been the character that the units have and it's just made the battles fun and like doing the campaign yeah that was the whole idea right I like, was always excited yeah. to test out fun units, and it really had, like, I think, over the both Total Wars, like, the, the amount of times I was auto-resolving just, like, tr- dropped drastically compared yeah. with some of the historical titles. Because, like, even, even in battles that you're obviously going to win, like, it's just fun to use some of the units in the game. Just, you know, have them go out and uh, mess up some low-tier units, just <laughs> ride them yeah, out. Yeah, like, being... Yeah, being monsters, being big skeletons, just you know, dudes and mm-hmm. poor humans. But yeah, I'm. It's a. It looks really cool. The new, the new one, and it's been a while since the since the last one, like a long time now since the last uh, expansion. And like I'm saying, it was a bit of the map in the was it Lustria, the um the frog, not frog, the lizard man area. Yeah, uh, and. Like, because before they were kind of much like the Tomb Kings bit before the Tomb Kings expansion, they were basically just like occupied by placeholder units, like yeah, like placeholder generic of, vampires. Bits, yeah, bits of kind of factions just being like put down there. Yeah, like you'd get they had some weird characteristics. Where obviously you'd get like mixed units with like some vampire ones and some other bits mixed in. But like now they seem to be, you know, completely their own faction with legendary lords and yeah, the really cool monstrous units and of all the factions I've seen so far, this is the one that's just like that looks like so much fun. You get uh you get to customize your legendary lord's pirate ship, apparently. Oh nice. Nice. Now that's what I'm after. That's what I come here for. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that's something to look forward to worth worth mentioning i mean all those triple a games who cares but i can become a Be pirate a big, in total a, big, a big dead pirate exactly Damn. Uh, should we close on that yeah i guess i mean you're missing out the board game section again but but i, I guess we could finish off the only other thing is uh you know i've been playing dragon quest 11 it's very good uh tons of personality to it just a really, really, really lovely Wii game. It just looks great. It's just uh, everything about it looks so good. Is that a Dragon Quest and the like? Is that like Adventure Quest? The N- no. Dragon Quest is the. It's like the, the kind of classic JRPG. The um like. You know, it was basically the the first one in that sort of you know, it came to define what we kind of consider to be the genre, and it's basically not changed for ages, uh, like ever since they made it. But it's just it's really nice just seeing because it's got some like classic monster designs. It's really nice just seeing all of that in like this really really like high def style. This looks so good. Anyway, that's so yeah, that must be nice. Dragon Quest Eleven is a really nice game. It's really uh, like really it's it's not an adventurous game it's a pretty conservatively designed video game <laughs> like it's very very classic jrpg in every sense of the word but it's it's good really really fun uh but you know i won't go into it too much because we're we're closing it we're rounding it rounding it out just like i couldn't afford to dominate uh the podcast by talking about fighting games for half an hour as much as i would like to uh <laughs> we will here is how to move cancel yeah, and the best time to do it. Don't get me started on Korean backdash cancelling. A real those, thing. Those Korean backdash cancels. What it's, can you do? What can you do about them? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that note, shall we end? We shall. No quiz this this time because there's only two of us. Just, just so I know, I know. I very, I very nearly all the quiz. Was, I was, I was thinking of writing a quiz. Just, just, just for me. You, just, just to quiz you, me. Yeah, you can set high, see if you can like set a high score. <laughs>
But I mean, you know, the competitive uh, spirit is what makes the quizzing worth. Or I guess, it, I guess it could have been like an endless game. It's just, it's just an endless quiz, and you know, you just see how far you can get. Oh yeah, that would have been good. But uh, too late now. So yeah. So next, next time we do a, a double one, I'll, I'll write you a a, ro- a rogue like quiz. A rogue like yeah, quiz. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, keep, you just keep taking it. You know, and you, get, you kind of. Do, do I get any upgrades? Can I make myself uh, smarter after every run? <laughs> Yeah, you'd, you'd hope, you know. You'll start to recognise certain questions. You know, you'll kind of know whether or not the kind of the loot drops have been optimised for your, your chosen path. Nice, nice. Uh, so, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>